Merry Christmas, Paragon Church. So happy that we could gather this morning to celebrate Christmas in the right way. Jesus came. On that, I'm going to read a bit from Matthew, starting in chapter 1, verse 18. You may be seated as I read. And this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And this, and she will have a son, and you are to name his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Let us pray. Father God, as we continue our time of worship through the proclamation of your word, I am so thankful for Emmanuel. For God with us. Let us remember today that this is just part of the story. That ultimately leads to our redemption through the cross. That without a virgin birth, without a sinless life, the cross would become bankrupt. But because you are the Son of God. Because you were born of a virgin, because you lived that sinless life, we can boldly come before you today by the grace of God and say, Emmanuel, God is with us. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. above us, God sees. From far beyond us, God hears. From his eternal distant home, God loves. He sees all people in all places. And it's easy for us to imagine that he does so from this perspective. High beyond, distant. But then, Christmas. It appears without earthly fanfare or celebration. The cry of this child screams that the same God who is above and beyond and distant has not only come close to us, but that he's indeed with us. So what if the name Emmanuel means what it means. 
us. The manger proclaims that the very presence of God is now present with us. In the mundane, in the uncertainty, in the mystery that lies beyond our understanding or explanation. God himself is with us in our joy and our happiness. He's with us in our sadness and our brokenness. He celebrates in the light with us, and he holds us in the dark with faithful and secure arms. What if the name Emmanuel means what it means? Christmas not only begs that we ask that question, but also provides the answer that our hearts have been longing for all along. Can this possibly be? Yes, it can. And it is God with us. Emmanuel, and he's closer than our wildest dreams can ever imagine. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us, and he's closer than we could ever even imagine, than we could ever even hope. Merry Christmas. When you think about Merry Christmas, do you, do you fully grasp the amazingness of the story that God put on flesh for us? Jesus has come to earth. The Almighty has entered our world. The infinite has become finite. The eternal has invaded time. Theologians call it the incarnation, which means to put on flesh. The Bible says, Emmanuel, God with us. See, his birth is different than any other birth that has ever happened or ever will happen. And the reason why is because he voluntarily came in obedience to the Father's will. That can't be said of you or me. We were born, but we were not born by our choice. We didn't have any choice in the matter. That was up to our parents. But Jesus, Jesus came according to the plan of God. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 says these words, When the time had fully come, God sent forth his son. Every detail was minutely planned in the courts of heaven. Every detail. Nothing happened by chance. See, he came from the light into the darkness. He, he came from splendor into squalor. He came from purity into a world full of sin. But here's the good news. And it's great joy for all the people. He came. He came. That is the good news. C.S. Lewis puts this doctrine to proper perspective when he says this. The central miracle asserted by Christians is the incarnation. They say that God became man. Every other miracle either prepares the way for this or results from this. We believe that God became man. This is the central truth of our faith. Without this, there is no Christmas. Without this, there is no Easter. And more importantly, without this, there is no substitutionary atonement, which is a big word for there was nobody to pay the penalty for our sins. Jesus came and He paid our penalty. Without Him coming, there is no salvation found in Him. Christians cannot speak about God without speaking about first Jesus and how he became a man 2,000 years ago. As C.S. Lewis again said, every other miracle either leads to the incarnation 
or is the result from it. I know it's it's hard to believe, but we're already five weeks since Thanksgiving weekend. Seems like this year at the end just shoved into hyperdrive and we're now one week away from 2023. But on Thanksgiving weekend, we started our Advent series with a journey of the intent of breaking down these words, Emmanuel, God with us. What does that mean? What does it look like that God is with us? And what does He bring when He comes? And for the last four weeks, we've talked about the things that He's brought. The first week we talked about this. God with us brings hope. Hope is something that everyone needs. At least at some point in their lives, but I believe throughout their entire lives, one of the greatest gifts we have from God is hope. If you remember, as we defined it four weeks ago, it said this, it is visions of better days ahead. The thing is, is when we put our hope in temporary things, that vision of better days ahead is also temporary. Everything in this world, we said, leads to a disillusionment of what might be in the long term. But Jesus, but Jesus, He brings everlasting hope. He brings the truth that there will be, in fact, better days ahead if you know Him. And those better days won't just be now, but they will also be forever. And that is something we can celebrate on Christmas. We all know that this is a dark world, but when Jesus came, when Jesus came, the light arrived and that light invited you and invited me to walk with Him and in Him. That is where we find our hope. In God, in His Word, in His character, and in His faithfulness. As He continues to come through again and again. That brought us to week two. That God with us brings love. When Jesus came, He brought everlasting definition of love. This was the definition we came together with. It said this, Love is the ongoing sacrifice of our own desires for the ongoing well-being of others. And because Jesus came and He lived out that definition, we can love others. See, it says, We love because He first loved us. He came to bring us that love, which then led us to week three. And week three was God with us brings joy. Because Jesus came, He brought real joy, not just temporary happiness. The things of this world that we try and find our happiness or even our joy in eventually will let us down. Because again, they are temporary. But yet we continue to over and over and over again turn to them to try and find a different result. I believe the quote's been attributed to Einstein, but I don't think he actually said it. It just sounds good when you say Einstein said it. But it is, what is the definition of insanity? He's doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. We will not find joy in the things of this world, at least not everlasting joy. But on the night the angel appeared in Luke chapter 2 to the shepherds, the angel announced, proclaimed, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. And as we think about that true good news for all sinners, for all of us that fall short of the glory of God, that all of us that have eternal separation from God, We've all been given a gift. 
We've all been given a gift, and that gift is salvation found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And if we accept that gift, no matter our current circumstance, we can say, I still have Jesus, and I still have an eternal relationship with the Father. That brings us joy. Then to the last week that we talked, even last week, of peace, or we use the word shalom. Shalom. Jesus brought and still brings us shalom, peace, complete wholeness in a relational harmony. That relational harmony first starts with God and then it falls over into ourselves and into others and even into creation. But when we're out of whack with God, it affects everything else that we do. Everything else, how we act, how we respond, we need to understand we have to be in a right relationship with God. But we can't do it on our own. That right relationship is necessary through Jesus Christ. That is what He brings, is that shalom. Why? Well, it's because we're at war with God in our natural rebellious state. Without Jesus stepping in, that war continues. But Jesus brought and brings peace. Ever since the fall, shalom has been all jacked up. But God sent Jesus to fix that. And we also need to understand this. That's been God's plan really from the beginning. He's had a plan from the beginning. He has been with us, even when it doesn't seem like He was. He is with us. And here's what we need to know about God being with us. From the very beginning, God has been with us in spirit with all humanity. From the middle of the wreckage of Eden that destroyed Shalom... The plan was put into motion as Eve received that first promise that a Messiah was coming. Abraham saw the day. Moses pointed to it. Balaam predicted it. Rahab showed the the forgiveness that is found in it. Isaiah predicted it. Malachi, he helped us discover what the gospel power of Jesus' coming really would be. John the Baptist leaped for joy in Elizabeth's womb. Herod tried to kill Christmas. The Magi proved they were truly wise men by coming and following that star. And Mary and Joseph believed even when it seemed what was about to happen was surely impossible. If you take time and just look at the first 17 verses of the book of Matthew, it is a genealogy laying out God's plan that led to Jesus. It was His plan Unfolding, Like I already said, nothing happened by accident. It was all part of his plan from the beginning. And like C.S. Lewis said, there's one truth that we hold on to in that plan that is solid in the base of our foundation, that God came down to us in the person of Jesus. He revealed himself to us through Jesus. See, we know what God is like because the Son of Man has made it plain to us. We know what God is like and we can just grasp a little bit of who God is when we look at Jesus. We grasp a little bit of His love because I don't think we can fully comprehend what He's done for us. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know how much you are worth to God? You are worth one Jesus to God. And that is everything. Do you realize how far God was willing to go to save you? what we celebrate at Christmas time. He was willing to leave the glories of heaven. He was willing to be carried in a baby, in a a, a virgin's womb. He was willing to become a baby, born in a stable and wrapped in rags. That is not how the God of this world 
comes into the world or shouldn't be according to my plan, but it was according to God's. He was willing to be ignored and rejected by the creation that He had made. He was willing to become just like you and just like me to experience what we experience. But here's the best part. He was willing to die for you. He was willing to die for you. How far is God willing to go? I don't think we can fully wrap our minds around the answers that come with that question. There is no pit so deep that God will not go deeper still to get you out of. There is nothing out there. At Christmas time, we don't celebrate the birth of some aloof God that just happened to show up. We celebrate God with us. That is what Christmas really is all about. We celebrate the birth of Emmanuel who brought and brings hope, who brought and brings love, who brought and brings joy, and who brought and brings peace. He's still in the business of peace. God with us. Throughout all humanity. And as His plan unfolded and still continues to unfold, He is with us. But here's the thing. He wasn't just with us in spirit anymore. Because the next thing we see as we celebrate today, this God with us brings Jesus. We talked about hope. We talked about joy. We talked about love. We talked about peace. But it brings Jesus in the flesh. In the flesh. Do we truly grasp God putting on flesh? Are we amazed by that truth? Sometimes I think we become so accustomed to that truth we forget how amazing it really is. As we sing the, the Christmas carols this morning, and if you've been listening throughout since, since the day after Thanksgiving is when they're supposed to start playing, um, if you've been listening since then, have you listened to the words, that the theological depth that comes from the old Christmas carols talking about Jesus coming? I mean, I was watching the Grinch for like the 75th time uh, with, with uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch version, the, the m- most recent one. But they have the pentatonic song in the background singing, oh, uh, come rest ye Jer- uh, merry gentlemen. And the words to that are amazing. Just thinking of the depth of it all. And thinking of how impressive that is. And then last night we, we did our uh, Christmas Eve stuff and we watched... A Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm not sure if you know the story of a Charlie Brown Christmas, but CBS actually went to Charles Schultz and said, hey, we want you to make a Christmas Day special. Something we can show on an annual basis. And he said, on one condition, that I get to share the true meaning of Christmas and the birth story. CBS executives were like, "Mm, don't know if that's a good idea or not, but they caved in because he said, I'm not doing it without it. If you've ever seen it, Linus, right in the middle, lays out Luke chapter 2. The real meaning for Christmas. matter of fact, as he wraps up, he walks over to Charlie Brown and says, that's the real meaning of Christmas, Charlie Brown. Just in case you're wondering, we have a tendency to forget God in the flesh. Why is it so important? Why is it so important? Well, without Him coming in the flesh, I've already said it, there is no Easter and there is no salvation, but there's even more to it than that. Do you really want to know what God is like? Do you want to look at, know what God is like? Well, look at Jesus, because Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says He is the exact representation of His nature. Do you want to know that God is control? Just look at Jesus. Watch Him control the storms. 
Watch him interact with people. Watch him interact with creation and everything else. You want to know that Jesus is, or God is stronger than, than the demonic powers of this world? Again, look at Jesus. When those demons begged and pleaded, they'd be thrown into pigs at Jesus' feet. You want to know what God thinks about something? Well, Jesus probably said it. You know what God really says about what it takes to get to heaven? Do you want to know that? Well, Jesus tells us, actually, not just us, but a very religious man who was trying really hard in John chapter 3 that you have to be born again. You want to know if God would really send somebody to hell? Well, Matthew chapter 10 says, Fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. You want to know what what God has to say about marriage and divorce? Well, listen to what Jesus says both in the Sermon on the Mount that we covered a couple of weeks ago, as well as in Matthew 19 where he goes a little bit further when he says, Haven't you read that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? And also said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So there are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate you want to know what god thinks about the holiness of his church look at jesus when he binds up whips and he flips tables and he clears out the abusers of that holiness from his church you want to know what god says about the busyness in our lives look at jesus when he goes to martha and says these words he says hey your chores all the things you're doing are as important as mary sitting at my feet You want to know how seriously God takes sin? Look at Jesus on the cross. As He was tortured and died, paying for our sins with His body and His life. You want to know if He'll really forgive you? Look at the adulterous woman as Jesus says to her, Neither do I condemn you, now go and sin no more. If you want to know who God is, look at Emmanuel. God with us. That is an important thing because as Colossians 2 9 says, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. God literally and physically came into the world in the person of Jesus to show us the Father, to be the way, because He is our Emmanuel. He is God with us. And then I love those commercials when you're watching the infomercials and it says, But wait, there's more. Because there is. There is. He's not just with us in spirit. He's not just with us in the flesh, but He is now with us in our hearts. He's with us in our lives. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says these words, when we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, what's going to happen? We will be saved. When we respond and receive the gift of Jesus Christ that I said that it's a gift we've been given, It's more than God just being with us. He is now in us. So much more. He is in us when we are saved. Please know as we celebrate today, and really not just Christmas. Christmas isn't just a one-time thing. The fact that Jesus came is something we celebrate every day. We gather together to celebrate it on Sundays, but we celebrate it every day. You see, when He came, He changed everything. He changed everything everything and when he comes into your life he changes you and he will continue to change you and he's still changing everything see when he comes into our life he changes the way that we live he changes what we live for he defines life 
When He comes into our life, He changes the way we hope. He changes what we hope for. He defines hope. When He comes into our life, He changes how we love. He changed our definition of love because He is love. He changes where we find joy. He defines joy. He changes where we find peace because He defines peace. He defines shalom. We see all of life differently. Why? Because He is renewing us. He is making us new. He's renewing our minds and renewing our lives. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, after Paul goes through the whole thing explaining all kind of the negative parts about the first half of Romans, he says, a therefore changing the way that we should live. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Don't be conformed any longer to this age, but instead be what? Transformed. And how are we transformed? By the renewing of our minds. By the renewing of our minds so that you may discern what is the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. We have a new mind. We have a new heart. We have a new life. You've been invited out of the darkness and into the light. You've been invited into His way of living and His way of life. That is the way that we are told about. We are invited into His kingdom way of making this all happen. See, Jesus is a fulfillment of all hope. He is our hope. Jesus is the fulfillment and the embodiment of love. We find true love in Him. Jesus is the source of joy. We find our true joy in Him. Jesus is our peace. We find true peace in Him. Jesus is life and we find life in Him. That is God with us. Because He came, we can be with God both now and eternally. Jesus is the giver of life to the full. John chapter 10, verse 10 tells us that. He is the way, the truth, and the life is described in 14.6. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. We have been doing this Advent. Advent is about the waiting. We have figuratively been waiting and preparing through Advent, but not just for Christmas Day, but also for His eventual return. In the meantime, while we wait, He is with us, filling us with His life and filling us with His Spirit. Now we've arrived at Christmas Day. We are here, and tomorrow, I'm not sure about you, December 26th is always one of those downer days because the tree is empty and the stockings are off. Some of you are like, praise God. I, I love Christmas. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, time to take down the lights. Time to take it and go back to what we might call normal. But there is no normal that we go back to because Christ is with us. Let's open our hearts to Him in worship. Let's receive His hope. Let's receive His love. Let's receive His joy. Let's receive His peace. Let's ultimately receive His righteousness in our life. But it all started in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, that Pastor Bruce already read for us. Behold, behold, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated God is with us. Let's praise God for that. Thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be able even to celebrate it, to gather together as a faith family because your son came. This isn't just some other holiday. This is the holiday that started it all. 
the one that leads to our salvation. The one that, that shows us you. God, thank you for putting on flesh and becoming one of us so you could live that perfect life and die that substitutionary death so that we could have life. God, may you have all the glory this morning as we behold what you have done. May you have all the praise. We pray it in your name. Amen. I'm going to jump down over here off to the side. Normally I jump in the front row, but for some reason on Christmas, the whole front rows are all full. So I'm going to go over here off to the side. I would love to talk to you about who Jesus is, about what he has done as we thank God that he came in the flesh.